down, still three to go for both Wales men and women this November. Welcome to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union Podcast. After an opening win against Scotland, Wales coach Warren Gatlin explains the principles behind the changes for Australia. One is with some continuity from last week, and two was trying to make sure that we rewarded some of the boys that went on tour in the summer. Wales women also have a three-match November series starting this weekend. Head coach Roland Phillips. The first to have a three-game series through the autumn is, is fantastic and, and the quality of the opposition will really give us a good building block for our development. WIU Disability Rugby Coordinator Darren Carew is pleased with progress six months after launching the new strategy. The real interesting thing for me is the willingness of the regions to get involved and the excitement of our staff because they want to be part of it as well, so everyone's buying into it. And he had a chance to explain more on the pitch at half-time in the Scotland game and later here in the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Having beaten Scotland, Wales go into the Australia game in better shape. Wales coach Warren Gatland explained the thinking behind the selection. There's a few things to realise in terms of the consideration of the team. Is one is with some continuity from last week, and two was trying to make sure that we rewarded some of the boys that went on tour in the summer. And uh, Josh, we thought he had a particularly good tour in, in the summer, and we wanted to give him another opportunity. We know the capabilities of Liam Williams and, and Josh getting an opportunity against a quality side like Australia gives us another chance to look at them and we talked about creating depth and we felt like we've created depth and competition within the squad and that's why you know those guys have been picked in those positions and, and Gareth's retained that the 10 position Tom Francis has come in there as well and Adam Baird gets a, an opportunity because you know it's just trying to be consistent and also sending a message to the players that went in the summer that those good performances will be rewarded and it was about creating depth and competition within the squad too. How close was the call between Gareth Anscombe and Dan Bigger at fly half and what's it say about the way in which you want the team to operate? It wasn't a decision about being a close call, it was that we, you know, we know what we got from Dan, we know what a quality player is, we know what his strengths are and again it was sending a message to Gareth that you know, we just didn't want to pick you for one game and then put you on the bench or pick you, you know, so I think for some players feeling like you've got an opportunity to get you know, a couple of two or three games or whatever under your belt, you know, we get a better performance out of them rather than a player comes in and gets an opportunity, gets he feels like he's got one chance, he, he tries to overplay and, and he tries too many things and he ends up making mistakes because he's trying to impress so much. So it wasn't really a difficult selection decision for us, it was one about giving Gareth another opportunity at this level and, and picking him and we haven't because we haven't really consistently picked him for, for two or three matches in a row. So yeah that just shows that we've done what we said we wanted to do and, and building some strength and depth in the squad and and some, some real competition and those players that haven't been involved in the first two games um, I've said that they will definitely be involved in, in next week's game against Tonga. Adam Beard getting a start at, at lock. Um, what particular attributes of his do you like? Well, you can't coach him to be six foot ten and twenty stone. That's for one. So that that helps for a start. So look, he's a player of the future. He's got some real skills. He's good line out forward. You know, I think he's just going to get better and better. And uh, as a player, it's a position we've you know want to create some depth in. You know, Jake Ball is another player who's come back. He's unfortunately you know had injuries in the last 
year or two, Helen Wynne Jones isn't going to keep going forever. Brad Davis has had uh, knee problems, so you know he gets a, a real chance at, at this top level. And um, again, it was another player that impressed us in, in the summer, and uh, we want to see what what he's like at the, at the next level. Unchanged back row. They obviously went well against Scotland. Dennis Jenkins coming on the bench, but um, how much of a, a battle is that going to be for the the breakdown with Australia having? Uh, Pocock and, and Hooper, legendary yeah. combination. Yeah, no, I think that's. I thought we did a good job on Watson last week. You know, he's he caused problems against us in the past and has a reputation at, at the breakdown. So, you know, we're very conscious of that area of the game and, and the breakdown and being strong there. And we know the threat of of Hooper and Pocock on, on the ball. So, you know, we've got to be make sure that we have you know, very limited separation between the ball carrier and the player cleaning out and. Uh, we've been working on that, and you know, hopefully, um, we get another step up. Um, you know, we want to make sure those aspects of our game are good. We need to improve, you know, our kicking game, a little bit of and some discipline as well. And those are the things that the players have been working on this week. So let's hear from Lock Adam Beard. His second start at the Principality Stadium. It's a big test, and we know how big the game is come Saturday. Um, just on myself, it was, it was a bit of a shock. I'll be honest with you. We're expecting the start on the weekend, but now I'm really looking forward to it and hopefully I take the opportunity with both hands and put a good performance in. You've had caps on summer tours, you had a start last year against Georgia, but is this another step up again? Yeah, well obviously international rugby's that step up again, but it's, it's another team to go and I, I know how big of a game it is and how much I've got to do for the team and how much I've got to perform, so I'm looking forward to the challenge come Saturday. It's a good time to come into the team though, isn't it? Uh, just less than a year out from the World Cup? Yeah, definitely. I, I know how hard the competition is with the second row. Um, obviously, you've got Alan Wynne-Jones and Coriel playing so well at the minute. And the likes of, obviously, Jake Paul, who's been playing well for the Scarlets. He's obviously been unlucky with selection. And you've got like, the likes of Bradley Davis, who's been out with injury. So I know the selection's tough and it's a, it's a good place to be in at the minute. Warren Gatland described you as six foot ten and twenty stone. I think that might be a, a very marginal exaggeration. <laughs> um, how useful do you find your size at top class rugby? Yeah, obviously around the lineup there, it's good to be a tall man. It's obviously good for the hookers to throw in. It gives them confidence, and obviously the weight helps with the scrums and defender lineup more. So yeah, definitely think my attributes can be brought to the game. Australia as opponents a year out from the World Cup. How do you rate them? quality side and they've come off the back of the yeah. championship yeah and they, they've obviously been playing well obviously had a run of games come up to this game so we know how tough the test is going to become Saturday and it's obviously great for us obviously playing them a year up from the World Cup How uh, much of a relief will it have having Alan Wynne-Jones alongside you, one of your Ospreys partners? Yeah, obviously I've played a bit with Alan now through the Ospreys and it's only going to be my second game with him in Wales so this is great for me obviously playing alongside a player like that obviously the experience he's got these 100 plus caps and he's a great leader and you make the job easier for myself is he a calming influence or a man who puts a rocket up your rear um oh, he's calm calmer at times and then this obviously gets the boys going at other times so but now nah, come saturday he's, he's been great for me this week he's obviously told me just do my job do what i do well and go from there really and I guess one of the tallest people in the stands cheering you on will be your, your partner Chelsea Lewis, who plays up front for Wales. Yeah, 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 that's good. Yeah, she's uh, she's obviously big support. Then she'll be there Saturday, so hopefully do her proud as well. It's ten years since Wales won this fixture. That would make you what, about twelve. Do you 12. remember the game? Yeah, twelve. God, no, no, I can't. I can't remember that game. Can't remember that <laughs> far back. But no, we're just looking forward to the game on Saturday.
Why do you think it's taken Wales so long to get to this stage? It's tough, really, looking back at the recent fixtures. They've been close and we know the areas that come Saturday that we, we've got to put right and it's always been a close game. Just looking at recent performances, we know we've got to shut those games out and keep the mistakes to a minimum and get our jobs right. And in terms of Australia's recent performances, what have you made of their, their pack in particular? What, what can you expect on Saturday? Well, we know they've got a big front five, so that's why we're trying to obviously counteract them with obviously a big physical pack. They're going to be good at the set piece of scrums, driving line-outs, stuff like that. And then they've got a mobile back row, so Pocock, Cooper, they're going to be dangers around the, the contact area, so we know we've got to clear them out straight away come the game Saturday. What did you take out of the summer tour? The summer tour was great for myself. Obviously, Argentina, great side. And obviously getting my second international start against a big team like that is obviously a big step up, but I think I learnt a lot as growing up really. I'm obviously still a young man out there, but just the, the experience and playing that test rugby at that level was just was great for myself. You're listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Wales women have also got a November series for the first time, a three-match run. South Africa this weekend, Hong Kong the week after, and finishing off with Canada all at the Arms Park. Some exciting new faces in the selection on the back of the revamped regional programme. A chance to chat with scrum half Kira Bevan, Captain Karis Phillips and coach Roland Phillips to get their reaction to the November series of games. It's fantastic. You know, after we came back from the World Cup, which was positive as far as uh, getting our qualification to the next World Cup, we had to change a few things to make us more competitive, certainly with the top tier teams. You know, for us to have a, a three game series through the autumns is, is fantastic, and, and the quality of the opposition will really give us a good building block for our development. Tell us about the changes then. You've got uh, Lauren Smith coming in at full back and Alex Donovan at centre with Robin Wilkins switching to fly half compared to the last game against France. Talk us through those. All players selected have come through the regional programme. To be fair, Robin went, she moved from the Ospreys to the Blues this year and really made their game tick. You know, we've been really happy with her performances. Alex, she got a cap in the last Six Nations and She's really grown through this regional programme, really matured. She's still, you know, like a lot of the girls, still learning her trade, but she made a, made a massive impact, fully justified selection, and her and Kerrin from a club to a regional to a national combination is going to be a, a good advantage as well. And Lauren is, uh, again, we've, she's been in the seven setup, so we've known about her. She's one of those, you know, young kids who've got that X factor, a real exciting, natural rugby player. and. You know, really excited to see how she steps up to this level. It was a, a difficult Six Nations earlier this year, so what are the expectations of this series, playing two sides that at least you're higher in the rankings than them first up? Yeah, the Six Nations, you know, we started off strongly, a decent performance against Scotland, but um, we had to fight it out in the end of that as well. That became a, a bit of a tough one right at the end. But we went into the Six Nations, trying to play a different style of rugby, Whereas in the past and during the World Cup, we were pretty much known for a, a good scrum and a good cast drive line out. But if we were serious about developing our game to actually win World Cups in the future, then we had to change. We weren't going to win Six Nations of World Cups just being able to scrummage and, and line out. So we had to change the way we approached our game. 
we knew that the big things that affect our game are the skill sets and the, and the fitness levels. And that's what, at times, we showed during the Six Nations how we could play. But those moments weren't enough moments throughout the competition. Uh, we would like to now continue with that sort of mindset and um, put it up against some good opposition in the autumn. And you named 20 uncapped players in a pretty big squad. Is it a question of uh, rotation then for, and giving a few of those a run out against Hong Kong? I'm sure there'll be changes. We don't want to fall into the, mis- to the mistake of just making wholesale changes for the sake of doing it. You know, we've got to start looking at building some momentum. You know, but I'm sure there will be changes. Our focus now is just, just totally into South Africa and getting this result, and then we can uh, build from there. And uh, Kira, tell us about uh, how it feels for you having three games in the autumn for the first time. Yeah, I think it's really good. I know they're going to be competitive games. So, now I, personally, I've never played against South Africa, so that's obviously a new challenge for myself. And obviously, Kara's will touch on maybe she's played with them before. But yeah, it's really exciting, and obviously, it's another opportunity for the young ones and new players coming in to really stamp their mark on this, in, this environment. And you know, it's a good tournament to, to be involved in. The new players, Lauren Smith coming in at fullback, and Alex Donovan getting a start at centre. Tell us about those two. Yeah, Lauren, she just progressed uh, throughout the regional campaign and really put a mark on the 15 jersey through the Ospreys. So I think it's a great opportunity for her to step up at, at international level. And Alex is, you know, consistent as always. I don't think she knows what she's going to do half the time, so it's hard for defence to read her. She, you know, she's a great player and she'll do well in that 13 jersey. And your halfback partner, Robin Wilkins, she's been back and forth between fly half and centre over the years. Yeah, I think Robin's main position and uh, preferred position is fly half, um, so it's good to see her there and I'm sure she'll do really well on the weekend. Karis, tell us about the um, the desire in the squad then to, to bounce back from uh, the Six Nations results. The Six Nations results probably didn't go as the way we wanted to, but I think over the summer we've, we've revamped the regional programme and I think the success that we've had from that is really built well into this autumn's campaign and the feeling camp is really good at the minute and I think getting these three, like you said, challenging games ahead is only going to do great things for us. So I think, I know we've we've talked about it and we're really excited for Saturday to begin and hopefully get this camping kicked off with a win as well. What have been the benefits then in getting the regional uh, championships into into a block right at the start of the season? Yeah, I think definitely what we've touched on as well is the, the fitness and skill levels improved massively and then as soon as we've come into camp then we've just pushed on and progressed even further than we've been before and I think that's excellent for us and um, we just want to show that all our hard work now and put it into these international games. These are the games that we need to show that. And um, I think this is a good chance for us to prove that you know it has worked and, and good things are going to come. And South Africa as opponents? Yeah, obviously we know that they're a very powerful physical team. But I think as a country, I think we definitely punch above our weight. And I think we, we really um, look forward to this challenge and, and one that we can um, take on as well. So we're looking forward to that one. We've done a lot of work put into with the players, with the regional programme, with our S&C, with our proper coaches and stuff like that, which is investing in the players in our regional programme. You know, what we had last year was a regional programme which was quite dotted. We had two games at the start leading into the autumns and we had a, another game and then we had a few games coming into the leading to Six Nations. So it didn't really sit in any particular pathway from development of the players leading into the autumns. So this programme now, which was seven weeks of pre-season into six weeks of, of competition, leads into this autumn series which then will naturally lead us into 
the Six Nations. Carlos, do you guys feel fitter, better because of that system now? Yeah, definitely. I think the difference from last year's region programme to this one with a proper pre-season, I'm feeling the best condition that I have going into this campaign. So I think that support that we've had this year has definitely made a massive difference. Yeah, like Carl said, I feel the fittest I felt in a really long time. And, you know, the support we've had has, has been amazing. You know, we've had a long pre-season, probably the toughest pre-season we've had, especially from an Osprey point of view. I think that showed in the games and just feeling much fitter and stronger and a lot more positive for it. The competition between the teams is, is much better, so the games that we're playing is, is a lot more intense and a lot more physical. And I think that's also a credit to the youngsters coming up as well, that they're making the competition a lot tougher as well. So for me personally, yeah, I think it's a, in, over the last five years, it's definitely a massive step up yeah, to the regional programme. Okay. It's only recently you were the seventeen-year-old coming <laughs> coming through. You now the old hand giving them a bit of uh, bit of advice. Steady on the old. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So I, I like you said. Yeah, I know what it's like to be in like man on Lauren's shoes, and I had then people like Harris helping me come through the system and supporting me. So I think it's just important then that we, you know, help them and any questions they have in training. You know, they're not afraid to ask, managing them as well as players to make sure they feel comfortable and confident with calls and, and things like that. So, yeah, it's good. And there are some interesting matches coming up there. Now, at half-time of the Scotland game, if you were there, then you'd have heard from WIU Disability Rugby Coordinator Darren Carew as he was interviewed on the pitch. He also spoke to Liz Jones. By the way, ICC is Inclusive Community Club and CPD is Continuous Personal Development. Darren, we're six months into the disability rugby strategy. Talk to us about the, the highlights of those six months. Oh Well, for me, it's got to be the fact that we've been able to establish our ICCs in every region and also that we've been able to get across the whole of Wales and run five CPDs um, in each of the regions uh, to train up all our hub officers so they can start delivering the schools programme. And how much of a difference in approach and attitude have you seen already through doing that work across the game? Well, it's pretty awesome. I mean, there's a big appetite out there. There has been for the last two and a bit years where I've been sort of working as a community coach and been in that environment. But the real interesting thing for me is the willingness of the regions to get involved and the excitement of our staff because they want to be part of it as well. So everyone's buying into it. But also, um, whilst we've been out on these CPDs, it's identifying hub officers and other coaches within the regions that absolutely love the um, aspect of the game that we're working with. And they're going to go back into their schools now after half term and deliver rugby to children who perhaps didn't have the opportunity before. Yeah, I mean, that's the goal. What we want is, first off, for our coaches to be more rounded. And the only way to do that is to by experiencing different ways of coaching, different environments to coach within, but also to feel comfortable with being in the environment that we're asking them to go and work in because fear factor of working with children with disabilities or teens or adults is a real thing and it doesn't matter what level of coach you are if you haven't experienced it then you will struggle with it so we're just trying to arm our coaches and give them those tools in the toolbox so they can achieve that and there's opportunities within the communities around Wales now for children and young people to join in on a weekend yeah, well, I'm quite pleased about the fact that we can engage positive rugby experiences for children's, teens and adults with disabilities from age six 
right the way up to 60 plus and we've already got people at either end of that spectrum all we're looking to do now is try and solidify that and make it really really strong and sustainable great what's the next step Oh, uh, the sky's the limit. So we've got to get a mixability team in each region. And working with GBWR Wales, we want to help get a um, wheelchair rugby team in every region as well. And then again, it's about developing our inclusive community clubs and building on that. Developing women's mixability as well. There's loads on the menu. You know, we're just going to get chewing through it as quick as we can. All the best. Thank you. Dioch. Finally, we heard last week from Wales great Gethin Jenkins announcing his retirement from the game. He'd a last hurrah in the Blues win against Zebra, a good crowd at the Arms Park to send him off. This week, it's a chance to look back over an incredible career. I've had some good successes and some good memories, been through some tough games with um, you know, some good players on my team and I've also had some, some bad games with, with where we've, we've come off second best. I've been lucky enough to enjoy such a long career. You know, a lot of players don't get to last till they're 37. So I, I'm thankful for that and, uh, you know, I've really enjoyed it. Career highlights? Anything stand out? Uh, yeah, you know, 2005 was obviously the big one. It was a big one for Wales as a country, I think, for the first Grand Slam in, in a long time. Um, and for me, obviously, having my mum and my dad there to watch and, and savour that moment, that was, that was a, probably the most enjoyable one for me. Um, I'd obviously had other ones since, but that one is probably one I look back on with the fondest memories. And any regrets, anything you think, oh, we could have done that, maybe that might have happened? Yeah, I always look back at, not that I could have done anything about it, probably could have tackled a bit lower, but um, Lions' second test in 2009, I always look back and think, if I'd have stayed on the field, maybe, maybe we'd have won. You know, if we had a few bits more luck with the injuries in that game, then maybe it would have been a, you know, an Alliance Test Series winning squad. So that's probably one of my regrets, but like I said, there's, not, there's nothing you can do about that. Injuries are part and parcel of the sport. 2005 and the try, obvious international highlight. What would be your, your highlight at the, the lower levels? Because you know, you've won European Cups, Challenge Cups, you have quite a lot of success there too. Obviously, I was captain back in 2010. We won the Amlin. That was one of my proudest moments. But probably for me, even though I didn't play, it was it was the game towards the end of last season. It was it was an emotional day. I, I presented some of the jerseys before the game, and, and it, that was tough speaking in front of the boys there. But it was really satisfying to see see the team win, to see that I wasn't playing, but the team actually still dug in and won. And for me, that was probably one of the best moments and the most satisfying moments in a Blues jersey because I felt like we, we created that environment to enable us to win on our night. Going into coaching, what are you hoping to achieve uh, in that field? Yeah, I've had a bit of exposure to it over the, the last couple of months, uh, helping out with Richie Reeson and uh, Reese Thomas with the, the A-team, so I've really enjoyed it and um, looking forward to, to kicking on with that and devoting you know a lot more of my time to it. and. And getting to work with some of the, the boys really who I played with at the club, um, some of the young boys and developing them to come through and hopefully play at the top level. The word legend has been main, mentioned in pieces written about you. Do you feel a Welsh legend? Ah, no, I'm not a believer of all that stuff. And, you know, like I said, you work hard for what you, what you can get in the sport. It's, it's a tough game and you know, everywhere I've got, I've, I've worked hard for. So I'm looking forward to resting the body a bit now. You obviously had ambitions as a player. You wanted to play Wales and Lions. Where do you see your coaching career taking you? Yeah, I'm probably going to specialise in, in defence more than anything. I think that's an area I really take a, a keen interest in. But at the moment, you're sort of starting again. I've got the knowledge, but then getting into the coaching stuff, I'm happy to obviously bed in for the first couple of years and, and just see how I'm enjoying it and we go from there, really.
you are the all-time record holder for the for Wales Caps. I mean, do you see anyone ever challenging that? How proud are you of, of that record? Uh, you know, when you get to 150, 100, they're, they're big milestones cap-wise, but you know, I think Alan Wynn's definitely going to catch me the, the way he's going. He seem, doesn't seem to get any older. That's obviously something I'm proud of, but you know, it's, it's your achievements when you play in the jersey that, that come to the fore more than that. So that's it for this week's Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Reaction to the games against Australia and South Africa next week, plus looking forward to Tonga and Hong Kong. But until then, goodbye.